0: The Heat Is On was the Osley Brothers' thirteenth studio album. It was lucky number thirteen, as it became their first album to hit the number one spot on the Billboard charts in R&B and pop, making it one of the best albums of 1975. And it solidified that classic three plus three lineup. If you're not familiar, they had introduced that in 1973. The original Osley Brothers lineup was, of course, Ronald, O'Kelly, and Rudolph, and then they added younger brothers Ernie and Marvin, and Chris Jasper, their brother-in-law, their younger brother-in-law, who ended up becoming the secret sauce of that lineup with his songwriting capabilities and all of his keyboard work. Also important on this album, Bob Margalev and Malcolm Cecil, of course, of Tonto fame, who we knew earlier from the Stevie Wonder stuff that we had discussed. They also helped program the synths on this particular album, and... What you get with the heat is on, you get one half of rock and funk and up tempos. and the back half, you get three of the best ballads and slow jams of all time. The last 20 minutes of the last 19 and a half, 20 minutes of this album, you can't go wrong with it. It's just it's simply it's simply impossible to not want to catch a fire, spark a fire with the last three songs on the album, but we can get to those in a minute. I want to talk about Fight the Power first. Of course, that was the lead single that was released the day after Memorial Day, 1975. And in America at this point, we've already discussed that black people had a unique experience in the 1970s. There was joy in it, and there was also a lot of strife. There was still the backlash of the civil rights movement, losing Malcolm X and Martin Luther King within three years of each other in the late 60s. The assassination of Robert Kennedy. All these other things. The Black Panthers fading into the background. The 70s were an interesting time if you were black. So to hear Ronald Isley, sweet-voiced Ronald Isley, growling on this synth track where it's like he's fed up. I tried to play my music. They said my music's too loud. I tried talking about it. I got the big run around. And when I roll with the punches, I got knocked to the ground by all this bullshit going down. Now, mind you, people weren't cussing on the radio back in those days. They weren't cussing on their albums, period. The most you might hear a black artist say in those days on their album is nigger, and that's when they were trying to make a point about something. But having to have an edited version of a single for 1975 was like a very new thing at this point. And people would ask, people ask Ron all the time, like, why would you say that? He said, because that's how I was feeling. It's crazy that a song in 1975 still has that same, can still give you that same feeling in 2022, because what just happened this past Friday in the Supreme Court is something we should all be concerned about, because it is bullshit. Yes, a woman should have a right to choose, and this does not stop with just abortion people. This is about privacy, this is about invasion of privacy and controlling everybody's bodily rights, human rights. So yes, that song does fit to The world we are living in is bullshit. And if Ronald Osley was tired of it in 1975, imagine how tired the rest of us are who are living in it now and those who lived through it back then. Yeah, lot going on. lot going on. But Fight the Power, that eventually went to number one despite the uh, the edits in the middle. And the next song up on this, uh, on this album is, of course, the title track. The title track, more of the same, just more of... Anger, resentment, and just fun instrumentation. The Osley Brothers, to me, got the most out of their lineup than any other band. And yes, this is coming from a Parliament Funkadelic fan. This is coming from somebody who respects the work of Earth, Wind & Fire very much. But when you have six guys that give something different, like, of course, Ron is the lead. There's no mistaking that. O'Kelly and Rudolph. The very great background guys who could possibly take a lead if they needed to. Marvin on bass. Ernie Osley, One of the greatest freaking guitarists to ever walk the planet. Probably top five for my money. He did everything. He did six string. He did 12 string. He did electric. He even helped out on drums and congas and percussions and other shit. Even backgrounds. Chris Jasper. There is a great YouTube video of Chris Jasper at a uh, music school where he is talking about everything he's written, his creative process in those days. It's about an hour long, but it's absolutely worth your time. Just YouTube Chris Jasper. It'll come up, and he'll even start playing some of the stuff that he has written, for crying out loud. But yeah, Chris Jasper did it all. He wrote songs. He rocked the clavinet. He's, he's the one that's doing the clavinet on Fight the Power, and the heat is on. Like You can hear distinctly that there's a clavinet there. And that's Chris Jasper. He worked with Bob Margaleff and Malcolm Cecil on the synthesizers, played electric piano, played tambourines, played congas. And of course, yes, he was on backgrounds as well. There's no member in the 3 Plus 3 Isley lineup that didn't do something memorable. Every single one. Because you still have to be good as a band. I mean, you can have all your individual talents, but you have to be good together. And those six guys from 1973 to 1983 were the best band alive. And that's why I say they're the best band of all time. Because point to a band that has a 10, 11 year run of hits. Like you can find, like one thing I like about the Ozzy Brothers is certain albums in that run, they're not perfect. But you can find a gem in just about every single one. Two or three gems, as a matter of fact. They just got the most out of that lineup, in my humble opinion. And that is why they are the greatest American band. You can put them up against any rock band, any pop band. Whatever the Osley brothers have had the most interesting career of them all, and like I said, from 1973 to 83, the Genesis of the 3 3 lineup, compare them all side by side. Can't do it, there's nobody better. Nobody better. And hope you feel better, love. That song is it, is one of the gems that I talk about. Like, we've already talked about. How huge fight the power is. We're going to talk about how big these slow jams and ballads were. But Hope You Feel Better Love. Another great Ernie solo at the end that nobody really talks about. This is a mid, it gets a little mid-tempo. It's still aggressive. It still has the drum kick. It still has the buzzing synth parts and everything. But it's still very much a little slowed down. And Ron even settles down on Hope You Feel Better Love. He's, he's, he's back in his regular voice. That closes out side one. Side two. Lord have mercy. There's no band, black band, that does power balance quite like the Ozzy Brothers. You already know what you're going to hear once you hear, yeah, well, 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 do, 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 drifting on a memory. Ain't no place I'd rather be than with you. Loving you. One of the greatest opening bars of any song ever and it's just the perfect song like i am living for the love of you like this is a song about a relationship that is in a perpetual honeymoon stage i would say that there's always going to be a feeling of this is new and i want to keep it new and there's also a feeling of what if this should fade because that's the chance we all take when we love love someone at least romantically anyway that Things start off so great, but what happens if it if it cools off? If the heat is off, so to speak. For the Love of You, it really explores that. I wish I could sign my name on a card which could say it better. Time will tell, but it seems that I've done just about all that I can do. Those type of lyrics. Like, you don't get songwriting like that anymore. Because we don't love as much anymore. And granted, this is coming from somebody who, quick personal note, you know, is rediscovering himself inside and out and relearning everything that I thought I wanted in relationships. So this isn't me, you know, going against hookup culture or anything like that. Far from it. Curious, to ask me about it, or I may do another podcast regarding that. Anyway, we don't love that much anymore. The love that black women and black men had for each other up until psh, probably... The middle of the 21st, middle of part of the 2010s is gone. Probably you could trace it before that, honestly. Because I think black love really started suffering tail end in the 90s, I would say. And then again, you know, social media contributes to a lot of that, but, but there's two different things there's social media and then there's real life. You have to operate in real life terms. And even then, it still isn't as much as it used to be. So that's why the songs aren't as reflective of love as they used to be because what's out here feels like the dating game once again personal notes aside um dating game it just feels like everybody's just out to get one another or trick one another or fool one another or waste each other's time before it can happen to them instead of just genuinely trying to get to know somebody on a deeper level and connecting with this person and finding out that yes this is somebody you want to be with and then when you guys are together that inspires love or, that, or the love that y'all have for each other inspires art in most cases. That's why you get a song like For the Love of You in 1975, and you probably won't have one like that, at least not in 2022. Maybe going forward, we will reconnect with positive ideas and healthy ideas of love in a romantic sense. But just doesn't seem like it right now. Once again, that's probably another podcast or another day. album' Close closed, that would make me say it again, girl. And that is another one of those... Love letters to black women that r and artists wrote in the 1970s. Whatever pains inside, you make it better. How am I worthy of love of an angel, princess imperial of my soul? Who's saying that in 2022? Who's calling their woman an angel? Who's calling their woman their princess imperial of his soul? Nobody's doing that anymore. Nobody. At least not on the radio. I'm not going to say that because once again, the music you seek is the music you will have to literally find for yourself. Don't look to the radio. Don't look to Clear Channel. I mean, well, damn, Clear Channel ain't the name. It's iHeartRadio. iHeartRadio. Don't look to iHeartRadio. Don't look to BET. Don't look to MTV. Look to music blogs. Trust your streaming service algorithms. And then maybe you'll find the stuff that you want. Because if you're looking for it on the radio and a pop sense and where... You know, the record companies are pushing these folks and TikTok songs. Don't even think about it. Don't even think about it. You're not going to find it. It's impossible. You're not going to find something like maybe say it again, girl. At least not on radio. At least not in the pop sense. You can probably find it. You dig a little deeper. And that reminds me. I need to dig a little deeper. So if you guys know anybody that's good with music review blogs, that reviews black music off the beaten path, that isn't on the radio, R&B folks under the radar, shoot them my way. I'm on Twitter at C J Writes and Thanks C J W R I T E S the letter N T H A N G S or you shoot me an email Chris Stevens Writes C H R I S S T E V E N S W R I T E S at gmail.com. Okay, got that out of the way. Sorry for the rant, but these songs inspire just a great feeling in me because, again, the '70s and you get a sense of where we're going with my musical taste because that was the entire point of this series is kind of get you guys to understand what I listen to. A lot of people I know on social media are like, yo, you have great musical taste. And it's like, where did it come from? And I'm like, well, it came from a lot. And Black Music Month was the perfect time for me to say, okay, this is the stuff that helped make me a music geek and give me a sense of appreciation for good music. So yes. Make Me Say It Again was the closer, but I decided to end my discussion of this album with what I think is the greatest Ozzy Brothers slow jam, sensuality. It's everything you want sonically, number one, because that Moog intro by Bob Margo, F. Malcolm Cecil and Chris Jasper, it just starts it. It just sets it up. It's like, okay, we are painting a picture here. We're painting a picture of sensuality and sensuality and sexuality are two different things. But sensuality helps inspire, you know, healthy sexuality and every day I dream of holding you close to me and every night I find me touching your lips with mine the anticipation of it all like it is six minutes and 52 seconds of wanting needing desire hunger passion and it doesn't get much better than that like you literally can listen to sensuality on a loop and just lose yourself in the The totality of that song, like it's one of Ron's best vocal performances, the way the music crescendos in and out, because the hook goes very soaring, operatic, cinematic, and then the actual verses and bars are just really low key, and then it goes back up again. It's almost like a climax of sorts. You know, you build up to it, you have it, you come back down, build back up, come back down, build back up, come back back down. It's the real deal. Sensuality is the real deal. And of course, The Heat is On as the uh, as an album is the real deal. It is not even my favorite Osley Brothers album. Go for your guns is my favorite Osley Brothers album, but I chose to talk about The Heat is On because that album is probably the perfect Osley Brothers album. If you're not an Osley Brothers fan and you want to get on board, I highly suggest you start with The Heat Is On. It is a perfect album. You get everything. You get your rock, you get your funk, you get your soul, you get your romance. In spades, and you get your, you definitely get your romance on the, on the back half of The Heat Is On. It's absolutely a perfect album. Highly recommend it. That's going to do it for Day 26 of the Black Music Month 30 Series here on the Chris Positive Things Podcast. Greatly appreciate y'all for listening. Anchor.fm forward slash C-H-R-I-S-P-O-D, the letter N-T-H-A-N-G-S. Look for that as a sentence on Spotify where you can subscribe to us there. Thank y'all for listening. Stay tuned tomorrow for Day 27 of the BMM 30 Series.